Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Movie Money Refinanced. I am one of your hosts, Damien Levy. With, you, with, with I don't usually say Damien Levy, do I? No. I usually say Damien Michael Movies. Hmm, let's do that again. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, we're all washed up. <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Money Refinanced. I am one of your hosts, Damien Michael Movies. With me as always, Shauna. Shauna, how are you doing today? I'm fine. When last we seen each other? It's been months. I don't think it's been months. We saw each other this year? I don't Must remember. Be. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Certain. Uh, but it's good to see you as always. We're here to talk to you people about the movie world, what's going on in the movie space. A lot more stuff is happening now. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Uh, Sean and I were just discussing before the show how depressing it has been not being able to analyze the box office for you folks. But we have some other things that we're going to talk about because to be honest, Shauna, you and I are always thinking about movies. All the time. All the time. So it's not like we have a struggle to, to come up with things to talk about. It's more like we have a struggle of how many things we're going to talk about. When can we cut ourselves off? That The, the, the stream of thought is just so yes. constant. So we have a lot to talk about today. I have some things to school Shauna on because she's saying some, uh, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> say offensive things, more like just some some ignorance as she's trying to perpetuating on the interwebs i just gotta educate this girl really oh, like, you need to because yeah i am <laughs> yeah you need to i just gotta I, I, I gotta show you the error of your ways and it's not your fault you've been led astray uh but how are you doing how, how have you been let the people know i've been good you've been i good? mean i must i'm sort of annoyed i mean the whole pandemic thing but what, i am surviving what pandemic thing the pandemic what are you talking about <laughs> Oh, there's no pandemic. No, I, I mean, what what are you referring to? Because I go outside, I see nobody wearing masks. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, clearly yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, pandemic. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, I'm following protocol same way because me, I want this thing to end. Mm-hmm. I mean, I miss going to the theaters. I miss coming here and discussing the box office. I really need this thing. To I, people, I just want to, to have a box protocol. office back. Yeah. Just give me the box office back. Because I didn't realize how important it was. Because when it, when it went away, I was thinking, oh, yeah, the show is going to have to change. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I enjoyed just looking at the, mm-hmm. the, the trends changing and being able to track that every week. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you there. But people, please, um, before we actually start the show, I do want to say follow the protocols that are put in place because if you don't this thing is just gonna be uh just gonna go on longer and longer it's gonna linger it's it's just gonna linger into next year even maybe even the other year yeah even though there's a vaccine they say that there's a vaccine out but you know jamaicans they're very unruly who don't want to take vaccine but it's not just that so here's the thing that people i don't think they're understanding is that if you do not follow the protocols the protocols are only going to get worse they're not going to go away so right now they're saying you know, you got a double mask or you have a triple mask. Mm-hmm. And that's because people weren't wearing masks. And now the virus is at the point where it's that much more transmissible. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you want to protect yourself, if there are anti-mask people out there, or anti-vaccine people out there, which, by the way, people stop being anti-vax. Yes. Stop being anti-vaccine. Vaccines are good things. Mm-hmm. Right. I get that we're in this world where we can't really trust anything we see online. And and it's hard to trust government and because, you know, government will. Let's be honest, government sometimes, they, they, they have a history of doing things that are not mm-hmm. always best for the people. But that's where you trust the science. You trust people who aren't involved in politics, who don't care if they get reelected or not. Mm-hmm. They're that's involved in, in the science. Uh, do your research, do proper research if you really want to get educated on it. But vaccines are a good thing. 
uh, the, the more people accept the vaccine, the sooner this virus will be over. Mm-hmm. We can all just breathe again. Yes. You know, not have things breathe. on our face. That being said, we're just going to talk about some movies today. Have a nice, you know, chill time. Talk mm-hmm. about the movie world. Uh, I think I'm going to start off because uh, this has been something that you have wanted for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, by the way, people, the, the topic this week, we're going to be talking about development hell. And if you don't know what that means, Shauna, do you want to tell people what development hell is? Because well, I feel like that's a phrase people hear it and they just what what are you talking about? Why yeah. why what about this development meant people went to hell? What's what's going on there? <laughs> what well, is development hell? Well, development hell is basically a stage. For instance, a movie will get announced that they're planning to make it, release it, but then the movie just reaches a stage and it just doesn't move. It's just stuck. Yeah. So that's basically movie development hell where there's no progress at yeah. all. It's just it's just an idea and it's just stuck. Something along the lines of production mm-hmm. is is not moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be where a movie gets to a very far point in the production, mm-hmm. but for some reason it's just, it stalls. Yeah, because they'll get even the directors, the actors, the writers, and then it just stalls, it just stops. Yeah. And it could be a number of things. It could be that somebody, uh, you know, a producer comes in and says, this isn't what we're looking to do yeah. in the studio anymore. Uh, it could be that the movie, it just the, the audience, they waited too long to make mm-hmm. the movie. So the audience has just dithered uh, and people, th- you know, the studio doesn't think that it's going to make the money back. Um, or it just, it got too expensive and they just said, mm-hmm. we can't, we're not, we can't release this because it, we're, there's no way we're going to make yeah. the money back. And the actors, the actors just... Sometimes actors just lose interest and move on yeah. to other products and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. Because I mean, a lot of these things are are. This is an art form, mm-hmm. you know, and these people are are doing things that will serve their careers as actors, mm-hmm. as producers, or whatever. If it just doesn't suit you anymore, then you leave it. And if you're integral to the project, then the project just stays there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're gonna be talking about development. Tell some movies that are still stuck there. Uh, and we'll talk about their chances of escaping. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about some movies that have escaped development hell. Uh, and one of those is actually the, the first news story that we're going to talk about this week. Because 10 days ago, on the 18th of February, so it's not too... Um, it's, it's still kind of relevant. Uh, the trailer dropped for a movie that is near and dear to Shauna's heart. Yes, very. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Now... This has been in development hell for a long time. Very, very long time. Um, original, what was, when, when did the first, when did the movie come out? Um, I think it was 95, 96, somewhere around there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up the, mm-hmm. uh, the actual date. So 1995. Mm-hmm. So 1995, they did make the Mort- um, a Mortal Kombat movie. And uh, let's see what, the, let's just talk about that box office for a bit. It had a budget of $18 million. Box office was $124.7 million. Actually, not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very low budget back in the day when video game movies, they, they, you, you, you could, couldn't... When you, when you watch it, you could see why. Yeah, <laughs> the, there's, you can see the lack of budget, definitely. Yeah. Um, and they had a sequel, M- Mortal Kombat Annihilation, mm-hmm. in 1997... And uh, that it didn't do as well, didn't it? Well, that was a budget of thirty million dollars. I don't know what they saw in the first one to make mm-hmm. them almost double the budget, but that box office was only fifty one point three million dollars, mm-hmm. so it did not do as well. Uh, only ninety five minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that that was a difficult movie for people to sit through because you it was so short. Seen them. 
I've seen the first one. I didn't oh. see Annihilation. Okay. I, after seeing the first one, I had no interest in seeing <laughs> Annihilation. Um, but they, they wanted to do a third film for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wanted, and, and then it turned into let do a reboot because it had been so long since the third mm-hmm. film. There was that web series that, um, what was his name? Who, he, he was in The Dark Knight. Um, and he played Gamble. Michael Jai White mm-hmm. was in it. He was in that, and it that was very well received by by fans. Uh, and that when when was when did that come out? When did the web I, series come out? I do not remember. I think it was. Hold on, Mortal Kombat web series. I'm pretty sure it was around 2010, 2012. Mortal Kombat Legacy. Okay, an American web anthology series. Right. Uh, it debuted on Machinima's YouTube channel April 11th, 2011. And it was it was uh, you know well conceptualized. Costumes looked good. Uh, you know, dialogue was corny, but it was fun. It was something that seemed to capture the Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. energy. And to check it out one of these days. Yeah, it's it's really mm-hmm. it's it's not for what it is for you know a low budget web series. It really is something that feels like okay, this is more in connection with the game than say the movies that mm-hmm. had come before were. Uh, now, after this point, there was a lot of discussion about how do we bring Mortal Kombat into... Because in the last mm-hmm. few years, Mortal Kombat has been almost more revered than it was when it first came out as a video game series. Because you see, esports has taken off and you have all these fighting games that people mm-hmm. compete in. People make a lot of money playing in mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat tournaments. So the, the fan base of Mortal Kombat has only grown since this web series came out in 2011. Fast forward 10 years later and we finally get a trailer for the Mortal Kombat movie. Now, Shauna, I have not seen this trailer. I waited to see this trailer just so we could watch it together. All right, no problem. I am going to put it up on the screen, just like old times. Yes. Oh. Give you some nostalgia. Yes. <laughs> and uh, people, why don't you just listen along to the Mortal Kombat trailer. See, if you if you haven't seen it, you can at least listen to it. Or if you want to watch it later, go ahead. Do what you do. It's your life, man. All right. Here's the trailer for Mortal Kombat. Seven years ago, on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. When we got there, it tore through our unit in seconds. The target had superhuman abilities. It had the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking? I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. Mortal Kombat. These are your champions. I'm Sonya. That's Kano. I'm Liu Kang. Name's Jax. Kong Lao. Lord Raiden. The fate of Earth is in our hands. No matter how many of my people you put in the ground. 
<laughs> okay all right um i have a couple of things to say about that but mm. wow that is that's an impressive look yeah uh the same thing it, like just just looking at it no, yeah. no, nothing about the story or or mm-hmm. you know dialogue or whatever the, or the actors but just the look of it I, i've played that like i've played mm-hmm. I, the, the the fight at the end with sub-zero and, and scorpion mm-hmm when he puts up the ice wall or when he, he, he freezes the blood in midair into it. I've, I've done those things in, yeah. in the game. So clear, that's the first thing that, that jumps out at me. This, this clearly is a, um, someone who is involved in this knows the game. Yeah. Um, or there's a, a committee of people who said, mm. you got to have this yeah. in the game. Um, how did you feel about it watching it? I'm I, assuming I, this is not the first time I mean, you've seen it. As you know, this is a movie that I've been waiting for more than a decade now. Mm-hmm. Since they, I think it was around 2009 or so. Yeah. That they started um, saying that they would reboot Mortal Kombat. So I've been mm-hmm. patiently waiting and I saw this. I was expecting the worst. But yeah. it actually looked. And as you said, I mean, I think they're going to try to make it as true to the game as they can. I mean, costumes look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of characters that they mention by name, but even some other ones that they, they you know, you don't hear, but you see them and you know uh, who they are. Um, I, I, I'm really impressed with the trailer. I'm looking forward to it. I think the worst thing about this movie is going to be the dialogue. Yeah, because even when he says, get over here and yeah. Kano wins, it's kind of corny, but yeah. yeah. It's the kind of thing where... It's the negative side of having that committee of saying this has to be in the movie yeah. because it's the kind of fan service thing that doesn't feel like it works. It feels mm-hmm. like this was something that works in a video game, but when you try and translate it to the mm-hmm. live action, doesn't really work as well. Because um, like that, that, that get over here is kind of pathetic. Yeah, <laughs> trust me. There's, I didn't feel the, the threat of, of actually impaling this person who mm-hmm. you're dragging with your, your exactly. chain. It was just like, get over here. It's like, yeah. that, no, are you threatening him? Or are you mm-hmm. just like, are you annoyed that he's on the other Inside. side of the room? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, other than that, I think I, I actually wouldn't want a Mortal Kombat movie with good dialogue. I want it to be, some parts of it have to be bad mm-hmm. in order for me to enjoy it. Because I think it, it should be kind of cheesy. Because that's kind of what I like about the games. I don't like when they get all super serious about oh we have to save the world and mm-hmm. the meaning of a true warrior and i don't i don't care about that look look this is a, a series with uh you know women with jagged teeth um uh you know a man with with swords coming out of his hands an australian with laser are uh, laser eyes uh you know a lot of ridiculous stuff that I don't need to take super seriously. So if it's not taking itself too seriously, I think that actually could be a benefit for the movie. So 
definitely looking forward to that and i'm glad to see it escaped development hell yeah, in this cause even fashion because even when they did the casting and stuff last year and they announced the director and everything mm-hmm. i was still in my mind i was still you know what they're just telling us all of this and yeah. then it's just not gonna happen and that's the thing with movies in development hell because you will see news stories mm-hmm. and you will just get desensitized to them mm-hmm. i remember when the hobbit was coming out mm-hmm. uh, or when they wanted to make the hobbit and um Guillermo del Toro was attached to it. And at first I got excited. Very. But it was just, um, this got delayed. Uh, you know, del Toro is doing all these different things. Uh, you know, he, he, it doesn't seem like he's interested in the project anymore. And then it's like, oh, he is interested in the project. And, and you know, they've got a new release date. And it's just like, yeah, at this point, mm-hmm. I don't care anymore because I'm just being strung along. You're just giving me mm-hmm. little bits of details that don't seem to amount to anything. That's true. So yeah, last year I think, um, I don't think we discussed it, but it was something that when I would see news stories, it would be the same thing. I just like, all right, cool. The Mortal Kombat movie is still technically happening. Mm-hmm. So when they, you know, showed the trailer, and I didn't realize April 16 is very close. Very. And you and I talked about this, but we're seeing where a lot of trailers are coming out uh, very close to the release date. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking that it's because, you know, everybody is at home and they want something to watch. Uh, and it's it's very difficult to get people to wait and keep it in their minds that's that, oh, this is point. coming out in a year from now mm-hmm. because they're always looking for the next thing to mm-hmm. keep them entertained because, you know, the world is on file. Uh, so I think they're, they're, they're understanding that the timeline of marketing has to be shorter because the, the mm-hmm. attention span for a marketing campaign is going to be shorter. So I think uh, actually the Spider-Man trailer, because we just got the Spider-Man um, title, Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? It's No Way Home. It's No Way Home. Yeah, okay, so the third Sp- Tom Holland Spider-Man movie is going to be called No Way Home, people, if you didn't uh, see Because there was a lot that. of um, stuff on the internet a couple of days ago. Yeah. And, like they were trolling. So <laughs> They were trolling because yeah. they had uh, three fake titles for the movie. Mm-hmm. It was um, Phone Home, uh, Home Slice, and Home and Wrecker. Home Wrecker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it had people talking about what, what, you know, what is the actual title going to be. Then the next day they announced it, it's going to be called No Way Home. Okay. Um, now, about that title, people are theorizing, you know, because all the casting news has been that all these different characters from the different Spider-Man movies are going to mm-hmm. be in this movie. So you have Alfred Molina from Spider-Man 2 who played Doc Ock in the 2004 version. He's going to be in the new movie. Mm-hmm. Is it where is it going to be a case where Tom Holland Spider Man gets transported to this other universe and he mm-hmm. has no way to get back home? Is that mm-hmm. is, is is that what the title is about? So well, we'll see. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to By it. We'll way, see. When is it coming out? That actually is coming out December of this year. Mm-hmm. So there were some set photos released or or leaked last year, uh, where you saw Spider Man in New York and it was snow. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's clearly set at Christmas time. So it's going to be a, another MCU Christmas movie um, in the vein of Iron Man 3, which is okay. also set at Christmas. Hopefully it doesn't get um, delayed. Tired of delays. No? Yeah, I'm tired of delays. I'm, the, the, my whole mm. life has been delayed in the last year. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. tired of it, man. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that as well. But Mortal Kombat looks very good. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean. You're excited. I'm excited. I'm very <laughs> excited. I Who is your... F- favorite Mortal Kombat character? Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. Love. People love Sub-Zero, love man. Love Sub-Zero. Are you, do you like what you see here from Sub-Zero? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to hear I that. always liked his moves, his powers. Yeah. Using the water, the ice and everything. So it was really nice to see that in the trailer. I'm like, yes, they're going to show like more of his moves, his capabilities and stuff. So 
Yeah, I'm a big Sub Zero fan. Yeah, um, I'm I'm very partial to. I, I love Kitana. Mm-hmm. I just love her her look and her um her weaponry. It's just this, or you know, I like seeing her on in a matchup because she's very visceral. You know, mm-hmm. I want to see her them using the fan as a weapon in the movie. Seeing that cinematic way of slicing people open with this fan, mm-hmm. I think that would be a really cool um, effect. Also, the visual effects in this trailer look very good. Yeah, the fire when Liu Kang is is talking to the fire and the fire mm-hmm. dragon comes out. Um, you know, it, it across the board is just a good look. Uh, Jax's arms, his mm-hmm. metal arms, look good as well. Um, but if they don't bring in my boy Reptile, I'm gonna I'm gonna be upset. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be upset because I. It, you know what? No, because here's the thing. Reptile has a power of invisibility, so I'll just say he was there. Yeah, the they, were, time. they were talking, they were um, theorizing that smoke, smoke is in it. That's what they were saying as well. There's like a bit in the trailer, although mm-hmm. I didn't really see it, mm-hmm. that smoke is already is also there. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, both smoke and reptile, they can turn invisible. Mm-hmm. So if you just want to imagine that they're just standing there in the scene and mm-hmm. you just can't see them, just yeah. put that in your head. It's yeah. like whenever you want to just hope that Ant-Man is in a movie, mm-hmm. just hope that he's there. just really small. You can't <laughs> yeah. see him. Um, all right, so moving on, we got another story that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, the other day, Shauna, mm-hmm. I was expressing my jubilation yes. at a particular news story. Yes. And uh, I can explain though. No, no, you, it's fine. It's fine. You, you, you <laughs> will explain. You will explain yourself. But that's one that, that people know. Because I was excited. I realized. That <laughs> they announced a new Superman movie mm-hmm. for Warner Brothers. Apparently a Superman reboot. And it's a movie that's being produced by J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't excited about that. Because if I'm being honest, I think J.J. Abrams is the absolute worst person to produce a Superman movie mm-hmm. because J.J. Abrams, I don't want to say that he is unoriginal, mm-hmm. but every time that he has had a chance to show his his distinct voice or his distinct uh, he vision, he panders. Yes. He always panders. So mm-hmm. you watch a movie like um, Super 8. Mm-hmm. Super 8 is almost like a film student's recreation of a Steven Spielberg movie, mm-hmm. like E.T. or Close Encounters of a Third Kind. It's just, this, it's so lovingly recreated in that style that it loses any sense of its own originality. It just feels like a rehash of uh, another filmmaker's vision. Same thing with the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. You watch Force Awakens and you watch Rise of the Skywalker and that is A New Hope and... Um, Return of the Jedi, respectively. Like he just, cre- he, I, I could not believe when they had another um, uh, Death Star mm-hmm. and bringing back the Emperor. I just, yeah. How 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 do you do that? How do you mm-hmm. really bring yourself to say you're going to do the exact same thing again? Um, this fanboy says trying to uh, um, get back, you know, because a lot of persons say that they were dis- disassociated with the franchise because of the. Uh, Last Jedi? No, um, because of um, episodes one to three, the, right. ones, the last ones that right, George right, Lucas right, did. Right, right. So they are saying that he was trying to pull the Star Wars crowd back in, and I'm like, no, that's not how you do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a vast universe; you can go anywhere, and this is the direction that you you went. He he only goes back. Yeah, he he, he don't go forward. He, he goes back. He, I mean, the fan service is good, you know, but 
you don't have to ponder that much. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. No. So, so I. But the thing about Superman is that is a a franchise that is. It very much has distinct things about it that people love. There's things that people say you have to have for a Superman movie. Um, it's it's why Man of Steel was so jarring to fans because it presented a lot of different ideas of Superman. Superman was not the beloved figure that he was in Man of Steel, um, or sorry, I should say, the the all American truth, justice in American way that Superman is in the Christopher Reeve version. Mm-hmm. is not the same one in Man of Steel. He's he's updated, he's um, you know, more grounded uh and a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Uh and there's also this idea that Superman is someone that humanity does not immediately love. Like they kind of are wary of this this figure, this person because he's big and he's strong and he can annihilate everybody at a moment's notice. Um so, you know, being afraid of Superman prior to, say, Man of Steel and maybe in a few comic iterations, it was not something that the cinema world had been introduced to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can see J.J. Abrams coming in and saying, we need to go back to basics. And yeah. I think that's the wrong idea. Yeah, I don't think you should go back to making Henry Cavill look like Christopher Reeve and <laughs> smiling and, you know, um, trying to... to emulate that kind of identity that he had in the 70s because mm-hmm. it's not the 70s anymore people don't look at america the same way that they did back then they're a lot more critical so you know if if i had said to you that i was excited for the jj abrams version of superman i would i would be accepting of your response because mm-hmm. your response was you didn't want another reboot which is fine i get that but the thing I was excited about, and still am, and I will not let you dwindle my excitement with your cynicism, Shauna. I did not. Tanahisi Coates has been hired to write the new Superman movie for Warner Brothers, and I think that's a very exciting thing. Okay. But Shauna is not excited well, about it. Well, that's because I had no idea who that was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold on a second. You just didn't... This whole time at wow yeah you just didn't know who it was yes okay it wasn't even a whole reboot but i saw the name but i was like who is that yeah, yeah, yeah. and then because you know i'm kind of weary of um of um, warner brothers and stuff so um okay yeah. so you didn't know who tani Hisikot is yeah okay. and that's where you jump in now to tell me who that is all right so he he is a a writer a researcher he is let me go into his resume right now so that I can just show you who this man is. So he wrote uh, a comic series, or, or, or he did a run of Black Panther comic books. Um, he wrote a book called Between the World and Me. Uh, we Were Eight Years in Power, where he talks about uh, Obama's presidency. And he that came out in 2017, right after Trump was inaugurated. Um, he he's a he's a writer that is experienced in exposing a lot of the uh, the issues that that Black Americans face in a white supremacist nation of America. Uh, so he's very he, he's a he's a pretty out there pick for a Superman movie because you don't typically expect a Superman movie to tackle such issues. Now, the thing about it is. There's a rumor that they are going to be making a black Superman. Yeah, that's what I've been seeing in around. this movie. Mm-hmm. 
I am excited to see a black Superman movie because I agree with you, Sean. I don't think we need another reboot of um, Superman. I don't think we need another reboot of Superman. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see Clark Kent's or Kal-El's story again. But a black Superman, I think that is a whole different angle that you can take the character. That's true. And reason is, a lot of people will say, well, why bother making him black? Like, what is, what is the point to making him black? And I'll tell you why. What is the story of Superman? The story of Superman is an alien comes to a place and he has abilities that are greater than the people who are there. He's stronger. He can fly. He can move at super speed. Uh, he is an outsider who takes it upon himself to rescue the people who are weaker than him. And Superman is immediately trusted in the versions that we've been seeing him. But you give a black man those kinds of powers, he's not going to be immediately trusted by the society that he's in. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a fascinating dynamic to play upon because it forces America, it forces the audience to say that, that, that thing of recognition that you see in Clark Kent where you see yourself, a white person, and you see, okay, he can represent America, ho homeboy from Kansas, uh, you know, ma and pa, works in a, 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 you know, a newspaper company, he's a journalist, he's all these things about him that just make him feel like he's American, but then you're going to make a black Superman, he's not going to be immediately trusted. Why is that? What, what is the definition of an American individual, and why can't a black person fit that? And I think it would be a very challenging thing to pull off. But bringing in someone like Ta-Nehisi Coates to bring across those ideas, I think that would... I'm very excited to see what yeah, happens there. there's still J.J. Abrams. There's still J.J. And we haven't really... They haven't really um, <sighs> confirmed that it's a black Superman. They haven't there. confirmed it because it is just a rumor. Yeah. There's, there's been nothing to be said. I think it might be one of those cases where they put out the rumor to see what the mm. audience is going to say about so it. So much for Man, Man of Steel too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's another one that's been in development hell because mm -hmm. Man of Steel 2 was supposed to come out before Batman Superman exactly and then I think they panicked after the response to Man of Steel they said okay we gotta bring in Batman right now because mm -hmm. Avengers is kicking our ass um, so no they haven't said that they're gonna make a black Superman you're very right about that and I've been seeing a lot of people put out their suggestions for who they think should do it. Of course, Michael B. Jordan comes yeah, up every remember, time. I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was two years, well, right after Black Panther, everybody was saying, all right, then let mm -hmm. him be our black Superman and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's neither here nor there with me when it comes to Warner Brothers. So let's just see. But I wasn't really um, familiar with the writer. Yeah, That's no, why I, I, complete, I completely get that. You are yeah. forgiven. I, I don't have I to mean, educate yeah, you I again. I don't really <laughs> care about... I don't really care about a reboot, but mm -hmm. I mean, if he's as good as you say, then that's something to look forward he, to. He, he, um, he, he's an, I haven't read his, um, his books myself, but when I see him talk in interviews, when, I, when I've been exposed to his thought process, um, he's someone who tries to bring across these issues that are very much under-discussed. Um, and to have someone like that be contributing to a Superman movie, which, mm -hmm. you know, they might not break box office records, but Superman still is a, a figure that means a lot to the American identity. And I feel like having an updated version of that to be more reflective of the audience uh, that is more diverse than uh, you know people thought that it was. Because back in the day, they were only making movies that had white people because that's the default. They didn't think about 
Uh, or even if they if they thought about it, it was like, well, we're not going to make movies about those people. Those mm. are black movies. We can't yeah. have <laughs> those people in, in our Superman movies because, you know, we want the default and default has always been white. white. Mm-hmm. You know, so even if even if there is no um, even even if there's no black Superman, it might be a case where it's it is Henry Cavill playing Superman. But let's say there's another universe and there's another Superman and he is black. And he comes in and, you know, they have a, a conversation about how his life has been different from Kenra Cavill's life. And, you know, they discuss the differences. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's going to be like they're sitting down having a podcast about the intricacies of being a super person. I don't think that's how the movie will go. But I do think there was going to be some element of the movie that brings, you know, puts the audience's feet to the fire to kind of consider these ideas of mm-hmm. um, how a, a racial identity can change how you navigate this world. Um, so I'm just excited about those ideas, but as you said, J.J. Abrams, I don't, I don't know how much his involvement was with, you know, the the. I mean, he was the director of the movie, but it could have been a number of different things that happened with that last Star Wars movie. But um, the character of Finn in those movies, mm-hmm. his contribution to the series is like it's a, there's a downward slope. Definitely. You know, you in the first movie, he's he's a part of the trio. You know, he's doing things. He's instrumental to the development of the plot. He pushes things along. Uh, and by the third one, he's very much on the, you know, the yeah, outskirts. He's, the he's like he was just like a glorified hype man. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yes, ex- that's exactly it. Because yeah, he was. Yeah, they were like teasing this romance to one. It just never nothing went anywhere with the character. Mm-hmm. He didn't go anywhere. I mean, they were teasing that he was a Jedi as well. His character did not progress at all over three movies. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if if. Abrams is involved. I hope that whatever <laughs> whatever happened between, you know, with his direction of the character of Finn, I hope that it stays at the door. I hope his production of it is just so that... Because I genuinely think J.J. Abrams is a name that Hollywood calls upon when they want mm-hmm. people to rally behind it, right? I think that's why they went back to him to direct um, uh, Rise of the Skywalker because it was just a safe name. J.J. Abrams conveys safety and security they should have just left colin trevor (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think they should have because he actually released um you know what his draft of the script would be and it was called duel of the fates which is a much better title Mm -hmm. um but if you know i hope jj abrams is just there for name alone and i hope tanahisi has more Mm -hmm. um influence on this this project as the script writer Uh, i'm very excited for that movie hopefully it's not stuck in development hell hopefully yeah now, last thing I want to talk about before we go into our list of movies, uh, the trailer dropped, I would, I think about two weeks ago for a movie I'm very excited about to see. And I was not, I was explaining it to Brittany. It's not, um, it's not that I'm excited about it necessarily because, and the movie is Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. I'm not ex- necessarily excited about it because I think it will be a great movie. I just think it has been so long. Mm-hmm. since we've seen anything like on that level yeah it's mm-hmm. been it's been a year of netflix movies and and you know um uh disney plus releases and all these streaming things that have been just kind of middling you yeah. know like you the live action mulan came out and it was okay and mm-hmm. then the wonder woman movie came out and it was okay and and that suddenly no, sounds wonder like woman, i'm a sexist but it was not okay 
You didn't like it? No. Okay, thank you for saying that because it just sounded like I was hating on any movie that starred a woman. And yeah. that's not the case. Um, <laughs> but those two movies, like when they came out, they were like the, the cathartic release of, uh, oh, cool, big budget movies, action movies that we actually see usually mm. at this time of year. Um, we got to actually finally see them after a whole year of being stuck in quarantine. And they were just meh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Godzilla vs. Kong looks like it's going to be delivering. But I don't understand is why you seem to be team Godzilla because I don't just it doesn't yeah, make any sense to I me. I mean I, I'm I love Kong but explain yourself. Godzilla explain yourself. Godzilla is a protector. I mean he's giving me a little fast what was it? Fast nine where um Dominic was you know, and it seemed like they were they marketed Dominic to look like he was on. He the, was a bad guy. The bad yeah, yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I get from the trailer. From the trailer, yeah. But I know mm-hmm. that's something. I mean, they're just trying to frame my guy. I think, uh, yeah, because in the trailer you see where they're discussing or they're they're Godzilla's been tearing up cities and yeah. you know he's been and there's um a theory going on. And I think this is actually true because there's a little snippet of it where you can see Godzilla in the background. And he's gray with red eyes. And they're thinking, okay, maybe this is like Mecha Godzilla. And maybe the Godzilla that's been tearing people or tearing down cities is Mecha Godzilla in a uh, a Godzilla suit. I don't know where he gets that done. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> who can secretly make a giant yeah, Godzilla. Godzilla I've I never mean, really understood what's it. What's going on beneath the ocean? Yeah, what is, what is going on? There's a lot of mystery to the trailer, but more yeah. than that, there's a, you know, there's a scene with Godzilla and King Kong on top of a, a you know, a, a ship and Godzilla, I mean, King Kong winds back and punches Godzilla right in the face. Mm-hmm. And from I saw that shot alone, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all I need to see. I don't need any more. Yeah. Than I mean, I've been waiting for this movie ever since I saw um, King Kong. So yeah, I was yeah. waiting. I've, I've been waiting for this ultimate showdown. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if the pandemic wasn't around, I said this on Twitter the other day. The mm-hmm. pandemic wasn't around, though. I don't think this movie would have been getting the same reaction. I think because Absolutely everybody's not. inside and people are starving for something big, as you said. Mm-hmm. So, because I honestly And it's think, not just big. It's it's big, big. It's yeah, because even, even my co-workers, they're like, oh, we, we have to go see Godzilla versus Kong. I'm saying, oh. It was the same with me because I, yeah. would, I had co-workers who would be asking me what I thought of it. And, and this was not going to be the case mm-hmm. because... The monster movies, as they've been coming out, have been, I would, you know, I like them a lot. I like what they're doing with the, the, these historical characters um, who have been in movies for forever. You know, um, King Kong from the 1930s and Godzilla from the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having, with, with the level of special effects that we have now, they've never looked better. Um, but people haven't really been getting interested in them. I think partially because they are seen as these old characters. There's not, they haven't been able to capture that new audience of them um, because people going to see superhero movies mm-hmm. or um, you know Star Wars movies. Those are the ones that people are getting attract, um, attached to because the, these movies have not been doing that great. You know, um, King of the Monsters barely. Mm-hmm. Made a profit, yeah. Which that was a movie that had several monsters in it, with Godzilla mm-hmm. fighting all of them. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. If not for the pandemic, this movie would have had a middling kind of reaction. Yeah. 
uh, we would have seen it premiere at number one and then right, very much yeah, next weekend it would have gone down. Um, maybe because... Barely breaks even. Yeah, because I mean, it also depends on what would what would it have been going against. Yeah, the competition as well. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to say, I'm Team Kong because... Because uh, what? Because... Kong Kong is a smart he's a smart guy. He 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 gets in trouble. He looks around cuz if if you watch in uh, Kong Skull Island, you know, there's a several points where he's he's down and out for the count, but he looks around, he sees what he can grab, he grabs something and he <laughs> uses it, you know. Godzilla, he's got his fire breath. All right, cool. King Kong can jump around. He's a monkey. He's 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 fast. He's Look limber. At that tail. Yeah, that but tail. like, you know what that tail is? That is just a weapon for King Kong because he got those opposable thumbs and <laughs> he grabs him by that tail yeah. and hurls him off into space. Like, I just think... Listen to me. I think... Team Godzilla. I think Godzilla is the favorite and I think King Kong is the underdog and I will always go for the underdog because I just... I think they, I think okay, he deserves so it. He I'm wants s- it more. Somebody made a joke that they, they're saying that hopefully when they're watching Godzilla versus Kong... You know, there's not a Martha moment. You remember Martha? Right. Man versus <laughs> Superman. You know, people on Twitter. Martha, yeah, yeah. There's no Martha moment. Yeah, so Godzilla just says, save Martha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because the director of the um, the movie said, there will be a winner. There mm-hmm. will be a decisive winner. Um, I do hope that it's not a case where King Kong beats Godzilla and, uh, you know, it turns out to be Mecha Godzilla. Or something like that. I just I want it to be it's the true King Kong, the true Godzilla, and they actually have a decisive winner between them. And you know, um I just think that, you know, they're going to go at it and then something happens where they just and start have team to. up. Of course. Yeah. No, but that's that's hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's definitely gonna happen. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I mean I just watched uh Tom and Jerry the other day and they did that. Oh. Like they they got to a point near the end of the movie where they decided to just stop fighting mm-hmm. and team up to to help the protagonist. And I was like, this is Tom and Jerry. They don't mm-hmm. they, I mean, I get that we want to bring people together and stop the divisiveness, but Tom and Jerry are natural, you know, enemies. They, so uh but yeah, definitely I think they're going to be teaming up to I think that's where the Mecha Godzilla is going to mm-hmm. coming in. They're going to um have to fight him. But the thing about these movies is they're so big and and you know, a lot of destruction happens. I always think, how are people existing in this world? Yeah. You know, what happens after King Kong and Godzilla fight? Because mm-hmm. King Kong and Godzilla still exist. So it's not like you can just go to the supermarket and just be like, all right, cool. Godzilla is yeah. just walking around. I mean, I'd be paranoid as shit. Yeah, it would be... Um, it, it would be rough to live in that universe. I mean, you're at the supermarket. When you look, it's, that, it's Godzilla stepping on you. Yeah. So, yeah, you I walk mean, out. You walk out to your car, yeah. and Godzilla is just his his toe is is crushed. Your Acura, like yeah. that's that your day is done. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how normal life happens. Yeah. I wish they would get into that a little bit in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really really ignore that 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 aspect. At of the it. end of every not, movie thus yeah, far, it has been even just Godzilla. Just even the movies like that. Yeah. I mean, where there's some big powers or even Avengers and stuff. I mean, yeah. like, how do you live in that world where Things can just blow up at any given moment and stuff. So, yeah, they yeah. really ignore that aspect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I just I also wanted to mention. Um, so, been watching WandaVision recently. I love WandaVision. WandaVision is great. I knew that I would love it because yeah. from the first time I saw the preview, I'm like, yeah, yeah this is something. This is like they're just gonna go in a different direction. Yeah. Something fresh, 
and I've been really enjoying it so far. Well, what I've been loving, and I love, I love the how they played with the formats of the different TV shows. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've been giving some great performances. You know, they they make me laugh a lot, and then they'll have moments that just hit me very personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm really loving about it, uh, especially with this last episode, which I don't want to spoil, but uh, one of the MCU movies that I have a soft spot for that you know people tend to not love that much is age of ultron yeah age of ultron is great yeah well you and i like it but um generally i would say the attitude towards age of ultron is that it was kind of meh you mm-hmm. know it was just one another avengers movie it's not one of uh, the the favored ones it's not like infinity war or mm-hmm. homecoming or guardians of the galaxy it's kind of there um but i really loved the seeds that were planted in that movie i liked when they you know they showed the trauma of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver and, and, you know, her brother dying in that movie and how the effect it had on her. And I also loved, you know, Vision being one of my characters that I've, I've loved in the comics for a long time. And I never thought that, because Vision is a weird character to mm-hmm. bring on the screen. And the fact that they just did it without much explanation, mm-hmm. um, because, uh, and that idea of him not knowing who he is, you know him him not knowing what his identity is because he he's made up of Jarvis and and Ultron and um, vibranium vibranium and, and yeah. Tony Stark's influences yeah. there and Bruce Banner like all these different as they said in Infinity War mm-hmm. you know and the Mind Stone itself all makes up who this so that's like who am I as a thinking being but they so much happens after Age of Ultron in the MCU that you don't really get to see that because it's Civil War. Uh, and then Infinity War and then Endgame. A lot of major stuff happens. And those characters, you don't you see a little bit of their relationship, but you don't get into their, their mm-hmm. psyche. You don't get yeah. the trauma that has been happening with Scarlet Witch that much. Um, even though she causes what happens in Civil War with the explosion and everything, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like you get to get underneath her skin. And even with Vision, uh, there's a point in Civil War where he says he got distracted and it's because of Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's not much... You don't get moments where he gets to express himself as a character. Um, so I've always been disappointed in that, and I've always wanted to see how they could expand on that. Because uh, as we're saying, a lot of the stuff that happens in these big-budget disaster movies, you, you wonder about the characters and their daily lives, and you wonder about the universe itself. Um, so things like WandaVision remind me of early in the MCU when they'd have, you know, the DVD releases. Mm-hmm. They'd do these things called one-shots. You know, if you remember those where they just had like um, a, a clip or something where they'd kind of expand on the MCU. So there was one mm-hmm. uh, called A Funny Thing Happens on the Way to Thor's Hammer and it's it's Coulson. He he stops his convenience store robbery. Um, and that was like the, the germ of what became Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You mm-hmm. know, th- this kind of like way to expand the universe outside of just the movies. I think WandaVision is great at that. I'm loving what they're doing with those characters. I like how they're going back through different eras in the MCU and just mm-hmm. expanding it a little bit. Um, yeah, I just think it's such an impressive show. just occurred to me. The uh, gem in um, Visions for it, that's the Mind Stone. That's the Mind Stone, yeah. And um, in Age of Ultron, they say that um, the Scarlet, when she got her pose, it was from the Mind Stone as well. Yeah. 
So, you know, it just occurred to me, maybe that's why they have a connection. Yeah. So I was, it, I was, yes. Yeah. It just occurred to me because I'm saying that's the Mind Stone in his mm-hmm. head. And she, they experimented with, with the, the Mind Stone. Yeah. So maybe that's why they have that. Yeah. I mean, there, there is something there that is between this, this infinity stone power that has been brought to life in vision mm-hmm. that has a connection with her. Um, and I thought they, they're very subtle about that in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if they're going to, um, make that explicit uh but i've all because when because knowing that they have a relationship in the comics you know um seeing in age of ultron when she tries to read his mind and you know the that that this connection that they form that you don't really see it yeah it is maybe it is that the infinity stone itself is sentient because mm-hmm. of all the Infinity Stones, it's a mind stone. It has a mind of its own, as they say in the movies a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, I would love to see them explore that idea. Yeah, it just occurred to me. Because I know, I remember them saying that the experiment, she was an experiment of one of the Infinity Stones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Vision. Mind stone. stone. Same yeah. stone. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So, let's get into this. Uh, we're going to talk about this list of movies here. Mm-hmm. So, why don't you... All right, shout out a movie at me, and we'll go down the, the list of them. All right. I have to shout out Gambit. <laughs> All right, that's a good one to start with, because yeah. Gambit is a wild movie to discuss. Yes. <laughs> so I would say the discussion for Gambit probably began right before, or around the time the production of X-Men Origins Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was after. Well, I just mean because that character yeah. was in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a time when and one of the stories was um, that X-Men wanted to expand their universe by having these solo movies. And mm-hmm. the first one was obviously Wolverine because clearly they didn't get enough development of the character Wolverine in every single X-Men movie yeah. where he was the main character. Because clearly yeah, exactly. we needed another movie all about Wolverine. That's the way to go. Um, but Gambit was in that movie. And he was played by Taylor Kitsch, mm-hmm. uh, who's also John Carter. I think that's the only other thing he's been in. Um, I don't know. Well, I think he's in some other smaller movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Gambit's in that movie. And then that was in 2009. And I think right after that, it was supposed to be 2011. They were supposed to make the Gambit movie. And that didn't happen. There was one point, though where Gambit was announced, the actor was announced, mm-hmm. uh, and it was Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. Now, Channing Tatum <laughs> now, I guess I could, f- I could see it, because he's been in a few things that have kind of proved proven his range. But I think this was maybe around the time of the first Magic Mike. Um, and I tried to picture Channing Tatum doing that, that New Orleans accent that Gambit is supposed to have. And to this day, it just doesn't work. It just, it, I can't see him doing it. I, 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 I remember seeing him and I'm like, at that time, I didn't, I wasn't really a fan of him, but I, I could see him having the look. Yeah. But the acting part, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because Gambit is, he's a, he's a con artist mm-hmm. and he has this, you know, this energy power that, and he's always been a character that people like, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, he's a fan favorite character. Um, Taylor Kitsch portrayed the character in 2009 uh, producer Lauren Shula Donna who um, hold on 
uh, she's the she's the, her the wife of Richard Donner, who directed the Superman movies. Uh, expressed interest in a Gambit film starring Tatum in early 2014, and the actor officially signed on that May, uh, and that's 2014. So that is seven years ago. Mm-hmm. But this was not just an announcement. Like they didn't just like it wasn't just like Deadline said, "Oh, Channing Tatum cast in Gambit." They went to Comic Con, mm-hmm. and that was the year that um, Days of Future Past was coming out, and he had a whole cast of the Days of Future Past movies. And they brought Channing Tatum on the stage and they were like, oh my God, Channing Tatum's Gambit, it's official. And he takes a picture with the cast and it seems like, you know, this is it. You're like, Gambit is coming out. It can't get more official than going on the Comic-Con stage. Mm -hmm. And to this day, it still just hasn't come out. I mean, you'll have this director attached, then the director leaves, then another director attached, then they leave. So it's just there. There's been, I'm looking at three directors' names right now. Rupert Wyatt, mm-hmm. who directed um, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um, Doug Lyman, he did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Edge of Tomorrow, um, Jumper. And uh, Gore Verbinski, who mm-hmm. did uh, the. Um, he did Johnny Rango, yeah. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the, the first, I think the first three movies he did. He also did The Ring. So a lot of these. Yeah, they they had some interesting dec- directors. Yeah, some they had some decent directors attached, but it was just not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, and and these are directors who have who you know made some of the most provocative movies of the 2010s because you got Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which kickstarted just one of the best trilogies of the last ten years. Um, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, which I attribute to you know a resurgence of Tom Cruise. Like mm-hmm. that was that was a point in which after he, he you know, the Mission Impossible movies became more of event films. I mean you could say the with um, Ghost Protocol as well, but mm-hmm. ju- that was a part Edge of Tomorrow was a part of that. And then Gore Verbinski, he made Rango, which is one of my favorite movies ever. And he's a very visionary director. Mm-hmm. Um and he's someone actually I could see taking the character of Rango, maybe making fun of him a little bit, <laughs> but still making him an endearing mm-hmm. and fun character. Uh, and it just hasn't happened. Yeah. Um, and to this, and right now, I don't think it's ever gonna happen. No, it's. Not, I, I don't think so either. Because you know, 20th Century Fox, who was making this movie, has been sold off to Disney. Disney owns it, and I don't think they are going. They have so much going on. Mm-hmm. Gambit is not even on I mean, the back burner. He's going to be there, but I just don't see him having a solo movie. I think. Yeah. He's, when they. You think he's gonna have the character? Of, you yeah. think Channing Tatum will be Gambit? Um. Anything is possible. You know, the <laughs> Disney Disney has that draw. So yeah. they, anybody who they want, they get. So yeah. But I, 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 as I said, I don't see him being like a main character. I just think he's going to, when they eventually introduce the mutants, he's just going to be one of them in some way. He's going to pop up in one movie. I think, yeah, but I think I can see them doing a thing where they can't help but mention Channing Tatum in some way. Mm-hmm. Like Deadpool will... will um, will look at whoever plays Gambit and mm-hmm. he'll say something like, oh, I loved you in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> you know, he'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, something like that. They have to at least re- reference it because this mm-hmm. was too notorious of a thing. Like when I think of development hell, this is one of those stories that comes to my mind the soonest. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of which, let's, let's do on the flip side right now with the X-Men, somebody who was in development hell for way longer than Gambit who made it out. Um, who also was tarnished by X-Men Origins Wolverine, mm-hmm. and that's Deadpool, Deadpool. Who, who is honored in this movie on his studio with mm-hmm. a poster on the wall. 
as just to honor his fight, his struggle, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people don't realize this now because it's like, oh, Deadpool um, makes hundreds of millions of dollars at the box office. Um, he's had sequels. He's getting a third. He's going to be the first R-rated MCU movie is mm-hmm. Deadpool 3. People take for granted the, the lavish world we're living in now where Deadpool is a main box office draw. But for a long time, mm-hmm. Deadpool was someone who movie studios just didn't want to touch because I don't think they really understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to see the... Uh, okay, so Artisan Entertainment announced a deal with Marvel Entertainment in May of 2000 to pro- wow. co-produce, finance, and distribute several films based on Marvel characters, including Deadpool. Uh, February 2004, David S. Goya and Ryan Reynolds were working on a Deadpool film at New Line Cinema. 2004? 2004. Wow, So Ryan. David S. Goya, he, uh, I think, did he write Blade Trinity? He Yes, he, pro- he wrote, produced, and directed Blade Trinity, which starred Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. So they formed a relationship which was supposed to lead into Deadpool. Uh, and that's 2004. Uh, oh, Reynolds, Reynolds was... Reynolds was a long time. <laughs> he was. Mm-hmm. But Reynolds, he said he was interested in the part of Deadpool after learning that in the comics, and reading this from Wikipedia, uh, the character of Deadpool refers to his appearance as Ryan Reynolds crossed with a Sharpie, um, which is a, a dog. Uh, <laughs> so the character of Deadpool has referenced him himself as looking like Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like a match made in heaven. Uh, and then it goes on from there. It, you know, in 2005, Fox expressed interest in making a Deadpool movie. Um, who, who, someone that was supposed to be uh, directing it at that point, I'm not seeing a name here. But, um, you know, it, it goes on and goes on until eventually, 2009, X-Men Origins Wolverine comes out. And Ryan Reynolds is playing Wade Wilson, who we know becomes Deadpool, Deadpool at a certain point. But in the end of that movie, that character is not Deadpool. Nope. Uh, because at the start of the movie where he's, you know, he, he has a sword, he has like a red vest on and he's cracking wise, that's Deadpool. But then the end of the movie, uh, he's got laser eyes and yeah. swords coming out of his arms and... and Stitched up mouth. He, they stitched up his mouth. The, he's a mm-hmm. character known for his his dialogue mm-hmm. and making jokes, but they covered up his mouth. They really need to make a documentary about what happened in the making of X-Men Origins Wolverine because I don't understand how that's a creative choice. I don't mm-hmm. why would you do that? Um but after that movie, a lot of the the momentum for the Deadpool project mm-hmm. died down because of the response. The response was just uh, X-Men Origins was terrible. Uh, people hated what happened to Deadpool. And I think Fox was afraid of what to do with the character because they had burnt such goodwill with the character that people wanted to see. Uh, but Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick were hired to write a script for Deadpool in January 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Rodriguez had been asked to direct the film. Uh, and then in April of 2011, Tim Miller was hired to work on the visual effects for some of the X-Men films, and eventually he goes on to direct the Deadpool movie that we got. Mm. Now, between then and the Deadpool movie we got, Ryan Reynolds is in a superhero movie. But it's not a very good one. It's not yeah. one that people like. So he's in Green Lantern in 2011. Mm-hmm. And 
people hate the movie. They think the visual effects are terrible. They think he is terrible in it. He's he's supposed to be earnest, but Ryan Reynolds just I don't think he can play earnest properly. I feel like he always has to be sarcastic in some way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got the the character of Deadpool being tarnished by Wolverine and you got Ryan Reynolds as a leading man being tarnished by Green Lantern and it just looks like this thing can never happen. (laughs) Fast forward to 2014, test footage gets released for the Deadpool movie. Mm -hmm. And I shouldn't say released, leaked. Mm -hmm. Um, And the internet just blows up. They're just like, we need to see this. And and it was the and there were I think it was storyboarding and some previews of the um, the fight scene in the car in that we actually see in the Deadpool movie, um, and people just they they lose their minds over it. They think this this is if whatever this is wherever whatever iteration of Deadpool this was in the last twenty years that we've been waiting for this movie, get this going, and. There's this online movement to get this movie done, mm-hmm. and people are like, Ryan Reynolds wants to do it. He's been wanting to do it. We mm-hmm. want justice. We're tired of the Green Lantern. We're tired of the taped up mouth. Give mm-hmm. us a Deadpool we want. And eventually it comes out 2016. We get the movie that we've been asking for. Mm-hmm. But for a while there, Deadpool, it hey, really didn't I, feel like it was going to happen. Yeah, but I didn't know that. I mean, there was talks for for a Deadpool movie from 2004. 2000. Right? 2000 was the very first day. 2000, yeah, they wanted to produce several films, including Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And then 2004 was when Ryan Reynolds was yeah. first attached to it. So I mean, Ryan Reynolds was stuck in development hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was trapped. His soul yeah. was trapped in development hell, and he wow. escaped. But he escaped because of um, the fan support that stuck by his version of the character and mm-hmm. they've made say what you will about the you know the movies themselves but the character of deadpool they stayed true to that and i feel mm-hmm. like once you get that down you know the that's why the movies have been so successful so kudos to deadpool i feel like he is the champion of development hell um i wonder when we're gonna get deadpool tree though i mean i guess they're probably gonna wait until they um introduce the mutants or maybe he's just gonna pop up as yeah, I don't know. I really don't yeah. know. I can't say with Marvel because yeah. there's a certain reveal in One Division um, that I did not expect. I did mm-hmm. not think that was going to happen for another like maybe year or two. Um, but just keeping with the mutant family for a little bit, uh, there was a movie New Mutants, which mm-hmm. escaped development hell, which had been in production for a long time, mm-hmm. and um, it was supposed to come out. Like we had seen trailers of it, and that yeah. that was a movie that you know. It, it, it went even further than Gambit and it felt like it was a movie we were going to see the trailer for but still not actually get to see because mm-hmm. the trailer came out, I think, two years before mm-hmm. the actual movie because it was supposed to come out 2018. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's another developmental movie that escaped. Um, as you said, they went further than most movies because they had trailers and then it just kept being delayed, delayed, delayed. They had trailers, they had a whole that cast. It was such a they weird had, time. It was a weird time. It was a, it was a very, and I still haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Um, did it end up being uh, like a, a decent movie? No. No? Oh, boy. It's horrible. But that's the thing. Sometimes when a movie gets stuck in development hell for too long, mm-hmm. it loses the essence of what it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so thankfully that didn't happen with Deadpool. I feel like that would have definitely happened with Gambit. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like there was a good idea. I, I agree. A concrete idea of um, who Gambit was or what Gambit was supposed to be. 
Um, all right. So what do you have next? What do you have uh, up? All right. Let me look at my list. I've what been, you got on By the way, list. this list was stuck in development hell. Yes, this episode was stuck in development yeah. hell. Yeah. Because we've talked about, and that's the that's the funniest thing. I didn't realize that till right now, but we have been talking about doing this episode for a long time. All right. Next one. Um, let me stay with the comics. Mm-hmm. Spawn. Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. Spawn. It was last year where it was um, announced that Jamie, I think it was Jamie Fox. Yes. And the uh, the uh, guy who actually wrote Spawn, he was the one that's going to direct. Yeah. It. So Todd yeah. McFarlane directing Jamie Fox in the Spawn movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a big deal. I mean, there has been a Spawn movie. Um, sort of like um, in the nineties, just yeah, like Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, there was a Spawn movie starring Michael J. White, who played Jax in the Mortal Kombat web series. So there's a there's a little bit of connection there with Spawn and Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> both movies that had first depictions in the nineties and have gotten uh, you know new conversation about sequels or reboots. Uh, so I'm looking at the reboot page right here. And uh, yes, Jason Blum is actually going to be yeah, producing the that's, movie. That's, that was one of the reasons why I was like kind of excited. Otherwise, from Jamie Foxx and the guy that actually wrote it. Yeah. Going to direct, although that doesn't necessarily have to pan out the way we want it. Well, here's a quote from Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn. He said, it's coming out, and this is about um, a Spawn reboot. This was in 2008. He says, it's coming out no matter what. Even if I have to produce, direct, and finance it myself, it's going to come out. Um and usually that that that's a good sign. Yeah, that's it, encouraging. That's encouraging because it's <laughs> it's it's the kind of thing where you know they want the movie and they have an idea for it mm-hmm. and it's just that they're not getting the support for it from yeah. a studio or from maybe the audience interest isn't there. But uh, at least it will be a passion project. And mm-hmm. with passion projects, even if they're not made well, you can still feel the heart in it. Um. I don't think it's going to be big budget. So I don't think so either. Yeah, but I didn't know this. January, July of 2013, Jamie Foxx said he was aggressively pursuing the Spawn reboot. I didn't realize Jamie Foxx was interested from... You yeah, know, I didn't know. That's new to me. Yeah, yeah. From eight years ago. Um, so he was... Aggr- in August 2013, McFarlane discussed his progress with the script, saying that the film would be more of a horror movie and a thriller movie, not a superhero movie. Uh, I feel like that's that's a pretty interesting way to go. Um, July 2018, it was reported that Jeremy Renner would be starring alongside Fox as Detective Twitch. I don't know anything about Spawns. So I don't know who Detective Twitch is. Uh, November 2019, the film restarted development due to financial success of the R-rated comic book film Joker. So that's another thing. Sometimes the cinema landscape changes, mm-hmm. which makes a certain movie that was stuck in development hell has new life. So that's true. And and. It's funny because all of this kind of goes back to Deadpool. Because mm-hmm. Deadpool is the movie that made studios think, okay, we can make money off of R-rated comic book movies. And Joker is the test of that theory. Mm-hmm. Because Deadpool having R-rated comedy is one thing, but having an R-rated jar- drama with a, a comic book character is a co- whole, whole different thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Joker gets made because of Deadpool. Spawn getting made because of Joker. Mm-hmm. I mean... Progress. Again, you gotta you, yeah. you you have to give respect to the king of the development hell. That's Deadpool, because none of this would be <laughs> happening if not for him. Um, I'm looking. Do you think? Oh, how do you expect Spawn will finally? Because I think it's definitely gonna come out. I feel like that's well, one that's gonna based be based on a quote that you just from the director. Yeah, I mean that's promising. Yeah, and but I think having the announcement last year and 
with Joker being so successful, mm-hmm. um, an R-rated Spawn, I think, I think that one is more than likely going to come out. So how do you think it will play out? Do you think it would be good? I think the yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I'm very skeptical when it comes to these reboots, but yeah. being attached to the Blums. And, you know, as I said, the uh, actual comic writer, this is a passion project for him. So I am being optimistic. I think it will be dark. It will. I think it's going to be like a horror movie more than anything. Yeah. You know that the Blums, they they, that's their feel mostly. And it's funny because uh, the stage is kind of being set for horror comic book films because Mm -hmm. uh, even WandaVision dabbles in horror. You know, um, and Doctor Strange is supposed to be a, a, a horror film uh, because Sam Raimi is directing that movie, and it's supposed to be the Multiverse of Madness. So they're mm-hmm. they're leaning into the horror genre, um, and then uh, even New Mutants being mm-hmm. a, a horror comic book film. So well, it was a horror. That's all <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have to, I got I gotta see it now because whenever you hate a movie, it's either I'm gonna love it or you know if you love I'm it, I, I'm really never coming it. back here again. You keep making that threat, and it's just yeah, it loses effect the more you do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I would love to see a, a gritty Spawn yes. to to have Spawn the character who you know um, has a connection to hell. To have him escape development hell, I think that would be just that would be that's poetic. Cool, I love that. Cool. I love to mm-hmm. see that. Um, okay, I'm gonna bring up one that we gotta talk about, and I, I'm calling them the most expensive movies in development hell. Avatar. Avatar. Avatar came out in 2009, 2009. and even before 2009, the original Avatar had been talked about for years, mm-hmm. and it was. Something where James Cameron, who directed Avatar, who also directed Terminator, he also directed um, Aliens. You know, Avatar was a movie that he didn't think that he could have made before 2009. And I don't think I think he's right because they invented a whole different way of doing visual effects for Avatar. Um, So the work on the, the the language of the film for Avatar began in 2005 uh, began, development of Avatar began in 1994. Wow. When Cameron wrote an 80-page treatment for the film. Uh, filming was supposed to take place after the completion of Cameron's 1997 film Titanic for a planned release in 1999. So the planned release of the first Avatar was 20, no, 10 years before Avatar actually came wow. out. Um, and he says, yes, the necessary technology was not yet available to achieve his vision for the film. Um, now, I think that might explain why a lot of the the script in avatar feels kind of dated mm-hmm. you know because that's the main thing people say about the movie is that it's it's just pocahontas or it's dances with wolves or it's like all these different movies yeah, that the first time i watched it i was like isn't this fern gully the last ring fern gully yeah. I, I thought of fern gully as yeah. well <laughs> and and you know uh, those are all movies that came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if Avatar had come out, then it would have felt more of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing we have to say about movies in development is that when they do get made, sometimes that original vision, if it's not updated for the times, uh, you know, it can feel like, okay, this is this movie is not for now. Mm-hmm. This, this, they waited too long. This no longer has relevance. Now, to, to go from Avatar being so successful... 2.79 billion at the box office, number two worldwide. 
big up Endgame. Um, to go from that level of success, because I think it's this is probably the most successful movie to come out of development hell. I mean, it definitely is. Um, and then to to be waiting more than <laughs> ten years, <laughs> to be waiting more than ten years for a sequel. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, I don't know what's happening where Avatar mm. just isn't coming out. Yeah, well, I read that they were dabbling in new technology, mm-hmm. as you said, like. But then when Avatar was in development hell, he was waiting on the new technology before it really got pushed. But that's what I read on the internet, um, not last year, a couple of years ago, where they're saying he's waiting on new technique. He's doubling in new technology. Yeah. So that's why he keeps delaying, delaying, delaying. I feel like stuff. James Cameron is just the real world version of Thanos, where he's just <laughs> sitting back waiting. Just waiting. Waiting yeah. for all the Infinity Stones to align and he'll mm-hmm. just eventually come off of his chair and say, all right, I'll do it myself. And um, then he makes I'm, the movie. I'm really wondering if it's going to really, it's going to lose. I Well, that's what I think. I think it's going to lose most of its appeal by the time it gets released. Yeah, because the thing about Avatar was that it had a mystery to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, okay, you're inventing new technology and you're James Cameron. You have a proven track record. And I think he he achieved that. I think he pushed forward visual effects immensely. Um, but I, I think the staying power of Avatar itself as a movie, the cultural impact of it has, has lessened since the movie came out. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's that same love for it. Because an and Avatar 2, if it comes, if, if, you know, if it's marketed with this revolutionary technology that um, it supposedly has... That would be great, but I feel like people will know that they're getting an Avatar sequel. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people love Avatar as much to see a sequel of it. Um, so I'm very curious about how that will do. If, if, if the Avatar sequel had come out, even just 2015, mm-hmm. done. It would have, would yeah. have made, would have made because that was the year, what, uh, Age of Ultron, um, Force Awakens, Avatar would have dusted them both. I, I definitely think that. But I feel like it's been so long and I feel like I'm going to have to play this clip back when it actually comes out and breaks mm-hmm. all the records to show how wrong I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's going to come close to those numbers again, though. No, I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. But, you know, he's... <laughs> to to make Titanic and Avatar yeah, and to have those two under your belt. Thanos. Exactly. Level. I can't really yeah. underestimate the man. Yeah, that's you know. Because I don't think anybody expected those movies to perform how they did. Yeah. Trust me, sometimes I look at it and I'm saying, you know, that this was some God level shit. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it really especially doesn't. Titanic. Titanic opened with about $30 million in December of what, Titanic is so long and it's a love story and it's very yes. grand and, and, you know, cinematic and stuff. But if you were to ask me without being a movie fan, just like, oh, what do you think is the most successful movie of the 1990s? Would not be Titanic. No. I um, probably think The Matrix or something. Yeah, yeah. The Matrix or, um, I don't know, something, else, uh, Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. something. Something that feels, uh, you know, of the decade. Titanic is definitely feels like it's, it's you know, it, it's a part of the history of, but there's so many movies kind of like Titanic that just didn't do as well. And it's, he has a magic yeah, he That's does. That's why I'm saying sometimes I don't know I really, what's going to happen. Sometimes I really sit back and I'm like, you know that this was an insane run. We'll never see no, anything like this again. What yeah. Titanic did. Yeah. At least Avatar had that 3D push. Mm-hmm. But Titanic was 2D 
came out with about thirty million dollars in on the weekend. Yeah. And it made what two billion? Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a legendary. Run. Yeah, we'll never see anything like yeah. that again. Um but the so so the sequels that are supposed to coming out, uh, he's supposed to be doing Avatar two, three, four, and five. five yeah. So <laughs> this man clearly don't want to sleep yeah, for the next yeah. twenty years. You know that's not that's not gonna happen. Apparently he's filming them all back to back. He's the, the sequels are scheduled for December 16, twenty twenty two, December twenty 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 four. Uh, December 18, 2026. So every two years. So, All right. So if he's filming them back to back, they're definitely happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, several cast members are expected to return. Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, um, Sigourney Weaver, which, you know, those are actors who, I mean, Sam Worthington had a lot of momentum in 2009. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And right after that was um, Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. When last is Sam Worthington in a movie? Um, I saw him the other day, you know, but I don't remember the movie. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Sam Worthington, uh, English. I didn't know. I thought he was Australian. Um, yeah, because yeah, I haven't seen him in a lot of, in a lot of stuff. So, uh, 2019, he was in a movie called Fractured on Netflix. Uh, 2012, he was in a movie called Man on the Ledge. Yeah, there's, uh, he hasn't done many things that are... Um, he's not one of the the A list actors. Mm-mm. Um, so and so I don't think he will be as as a draw like he was for the first Avatar. But again, James Cameron near magic. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Um, let's just rattle off some. And just talk about them kind of briefly. So here's mm-hmm. another one that escaped development. Was Bill and Ted Three? Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted came out last year on streaming and. The sequel for Bill and Ted, the second one, when did that come out? I think Um, it was the late day. It was either the late 80s or the early 90s. I think it was probably like 1991. So Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was 1991. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And let me see. Let me go to Bill and Ted 3. Yeah, and and that was... I I have not. I have not seen it. I I didn't want to see it. Uh, just, you know, having an existential crisis every few <laughs> weeks or so, um, trying not to catch a... Well, I can tell you it was fun. I'm sure it was. And mm-hmm. again, that's, this is, um, another case of a movie coming out of developmental that swung the other way where it wasn't out of touch. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't a disappointment because the things that I've seen from Bill and Ted fans and the, the, you know... The love of the franchise that both Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter have. Um, it was just like everybody seemed really happy to be making it finally. Yeah. Um, and trust me, they nailed their personas. They they were billanted. I yeah. mean, you know, they got no older, but trust me, it was silly. And you know that billanted, they're very goofy. So mm-hmm. and they still they still captured that. It was it was fun. It was stupid, but it was fun. Yeah, but let's let's use that to talk a bit for uh, Shauna. But why do you think? Because there's been quite a few movies recently that have just been. Uh, it's like the gates of development hell are sprung open and all these movies are able to come out now. Um, do you think it's just that, uh, you know, Hollywood, maybe they're running out of ideas and they're just looking mm-hmm. at what is in development, what they can scrape off and kind of mm-hmm. polish? Because uh, also Sonic the Hedgehog was in development hell for a mm-hmm. long time when that movie came out in 2020, uh, albeit when it 
came out, it was negatively received when they first showed what Sonic mm-hmm. looked like, which rightfully so. They changed that so character fun. design. Um, but yeah, wh- why do you think it is that uh, all these movies, Mortal Kombat, Bill and Ted, uh, uh, you know, Deadpool, what, what do you think is causing this, this great escape? Well, as you said just now, they have run out of ideas. You're seeing less and less original ideas as the years goes by. But you're also seeing a box office that is, you know, look at look at look at Marvel. Marvel is making a killing. Everybody box office is exploding. It's mm-hmm. that before the before the uh, pandemic, you realize that movies were making a shit ton of money. So, I mean, studios see the opportunity. They don't have to, you know, deal. Um, have to write any original ideas. They, they just don't have to start from to, scratch. Yeah, they don't yeah. have to scratch. That's what I I wanted to say. They yeah, don't have yeah. to start from scratch. They can just draw for our old property and then try to make as much money as it. Because as you know, we have record year, box office years. Mm-hmm. And it's it's also, I think, um, you know, we're, we're in a place as a entertainment audience where a lot of the stuff that we're enjoying, it's where there was a period in the mid 2000s where it was just everything needed a reboot mm-hmm. and i feel like we're not at the reboot stage right now what we what what i'm seeing people want is these long time sequels mm-hmm. you know where 20 years pass and it's the same characters so um Jurassic Park Jurassic World was supposed to be Jurassic Park 4 that was stuck in development till for a long time um and they're bringing back um, Alan Grant and Ian Malcolm and mm-hmm. uh, Ellie Sattler, the, the the three characters from the original Jurassic Park are coming back in this new one. Um, you know, and even Jeff Goldblum was in the sequel for Independence Day, which was, I mean, I don't know if there was talk about that being a sequel um, before recently, but you know, we the the tends to there seems to be where studios are banking on okay. There's a history to these characters, to this franchise. Let's mm-hmm. play up that history mm-hmm. and let's expand just hope, these characters. Just hoping, they're just hoping that audiences will just run with it and they make a ton, ton load of money. Yeah, yeah. They, because they, I realize that we have an originality issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still have original ideas out there, original movies coming out, but... Yes, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, the pe- pe- Studios might be looking at what they can guarantee will get them the success. And, and there's a trend of right now of just expanding universes and looking at movies in development hell usually are sequels or um, things that have a connection to a fan base that was, you know, once there. Can we kind of revive that? Can we give that fan base a jump start with this new movie, um, new director, uh and still set it as this is going to be true to what you have been expecting this movie to be for the last 20 years that you've been hearing about <laughs> it. Um, so I'm just going to go down this list here and I can, you know, we'll just uh, say some movies that were good uh, development hell releases and some that were not so good. And maybe we'll just give a quick note as to why as we wrap up. Um, so Mad Max Fury Road, uh, I think there's a definite success as a de- that's probably in terms of quality that mm-hmm. one is the the top tier for me trust um, me when that movie came out i was rooting hard for it yeah i wanted it to make all the money it was i mean it had a moderate success at the box office yeah but it was really good but even more than the box office success it's had critical success mm-hmm. more than most of these movies and um it's george miller who's been 
involved in a franchise in the beginning. Uh, so I think that's that's a case where having that connection to it as the the, the visionary behind it was a, a bonus for that movie. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, Space Jam. Space Jam Two is coming out, and that that's a movie that's been discussed since nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the sequel, the sequel to the Space Jam, well, Space Jam was in nineteen ninety six. And it's been discussed since '97, um, and it, I've always seen it been talked about. Uh, you know, like the, whatever basketball star was big at the time mm-hmm. would be the person who would be like, "Oh, Space Jam Two with Kobe," or "Space Jam Two with you know whoever." Um, but it just never really happened. Uh, apparently, they're saying oh, the filming began from July, the the one that's coming out. Uh, Malcolm D. Lee helming as director. Uh, photos during the shooting were leaked as Warner Brothers characters aside from the Looney Tunes that also appear in the film. So Superman, Batman, Pennywise, Scooby-Doo, Shaggy, Harry Potter, Joker, Gollum, Bane, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Mad Max, Finn and Jake from Adventure Time, Gremlins. I don't know if all these people need to be in Space Jam. Mm -hmm. Uh, Harold and Kumar, (laughs) Dr. Manhattan. Uh, Hmm. Hmm. Interesting, King Leonidas from, uh, uh, what is it, 300? I almost said Meet the Spartans, but 300. Um, yeah, all right. That's an interesting direction to go with it. I thought we were just going to have cartoons and, and uh, LeBron James again, uh, but mm-hmm. I guess not. Okay. Uh, the Speed Racer sequel, they, ha- they still haven't been able to get that one off the mm-hmm. ground. I haven't heard much about that for years. No, I haven't either. Uh, Superman Lives, which was the Superman project. Superman reboot starring Nicolas Cage, which got to the point of him being cast and him in the Superman suit. That was in the 90s, right? That was 90, so that's 1996. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, Superman Returns kind of killed that. Mm -hmm. 2006 is when that came out. So it turned into Superman Returns. But there's actually a, a documentary on it called The Death of Superman Lives. And uh, you can, if people are really interested in seeing what can happen with a, a developmental movie and mm-hmm. what can cause it to just be, you know, nail in the coffin, it's done, can't get made, or, or it turns into something completely different. Uh, it's a pretty good documentary. It, it gets into who was involved at what time and what certain producers would have said and the, just mm-hmm. the changes of landscape and why things just sometimes don't work out that way. Uh, the Tom and Jerry movie that just came out was in development. Your favorite movie? No, it's an okay movie. Come on, it's you, fine. You know you love it. I don't really. I <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say it at all because there's parts of that movie that I really just can't understand why you would do that. But uh, plans for that uh, Tom and Jerry movie was uh, announced back in 2009 as a response to the success of Alvin and the Chipmunks. Ah, so good. Alvin and the Chipmunks blew up and people loved that. They had three, mm-hmm. four. I think they had four Alvin and Chipmunks yeah. movies. Um, and it never really came to be. They were going to make it a full-on animated Tom and Jerry movie. That mm-hmm. didn't work out. And then it came back around to being this hybrid of animation and live action. Yeah. I know you mentioned earlier how Deadpool paved the way. But mm. sometimes this paving the way is negative. Because I do not want to watch a Tom and Jerry movie. 
in 2021. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know the kids want to see it. But no, but that's all. That yeah. is a very good point. Some yeah. of these movies deserve to stay in development. Exactly. Um, Uncharted, another one since mm-hmm. 2000, since the first Uncharted game came out. And people oh, said, for real? Yes. Because people, when they played that game, they mm-hmm. thought, oh, I'm just playing a live action, you know, Indiana Jones mm-hmm. movie. I'm, I'm playing the character. This is an obvious movie to make. And different people have been attached to I it. I think it's the reputation of um, video game movies. Yeah. Right? That hasn't really been pushed as yet. But and I, a lot I of deve- honestly didn't know Development that. Development Hell is like covered with video game movies. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, because uh, Mark Wahlberg was attached to it. David O. Russell was going to direct it. That was back when he was wow, like making Oscar movies back to back. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland, it's it's coming out. It's been filmed. It's, it's going to be released. Mm-hmm. Filming has wrapped on it. So that escaped wow. development. Too. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Although there was a story earlier this week where Tom Holland says that he does not like his performance in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Wow, that's not what we want to hear <laughs> before don't, the movie. You, you don't say that. You As a as an actor, your yeah. job is to sell the movie. You don't say. I mean, yeah. I've never heard of something like a, a case like that before never. where somebody comes out before the movie even, we even get a trailer. And they say he that says, they he, like says he was too concerned with how cool he looked in the movie. And well, he, he yeah, that's a first. Yeah. It, I mean, props to him. I like his honesty, but mm-hmm. dude, I mean, <laughs> thank God you're Spider-Man because you'd be getting fired. Uh, speaking of Spider-Man, Venom from 1997, they were trying to make a Venom movie. They kind of thought that it was going to be, um, you know, uh, definitely going to happen after Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen for a long time yeah, until... Yeah, until I've heard Venom for a long time. Persons, um, studios wanted to make it, but it was just there's not a lot it. of those characters that became really big in the 90s, like Deadpool mm-hmm. or like Venom. Um, or you know, they, they, they just didn't really get picked up, uh, because they were just kind of new, too new or too, uh, too much of a risk. Uh, Watchmen was in development for a long time until Zack Snyder got um, onto the project in 2006. Right after 300, he used that momentum and they thought, okay, mm-hmm. he's the guy for it. And they had him mistake, I think, because <laughs> seriously, Zack Snyder getting Watchmen mm-hmm. and being involved in this deconstruction of the superhero archetypes of like the Superman and the, you know, the, the vigilantes, that led him to Man of Steel. No yeah. question. Mm-hmm. And that led us as a society to seeing Batman versus Superman. Yeah, unfortunately. And... So, so development hell, people. This is the last word I want to say uh, before we close out. But before you close out, though, let me just list. Okay, one. okay, go I ahead. Mean, you just list um, a bunch of them that escaped, but I have I have a few that's still there, mm-hmm. and I don't know when will will these be released if they'll ever be, or released. if they should be. All right, so I have the live action Akira. At one point, a couple years ago, I heard Nolan's name being. Nolan was on, I think around like Inception days when I first heard his name about it. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's um, Taiti. Taika Waititi is currently (laughs) attached to it. Yes. So that's been, um, that's been. Long time. Yeah. And and Jordan Peele was announced. um, I think he was either producing it or right. He was, he's been involved Mm -hmm. in it in some Mm -hmm. form last couple of years. I don't know if that one will ever be made, but that's been stuck there for a while now. Mm-hmm. There's also Beetlejuice. I heard that um, what's his name was gonna come was gonna reprise his role. Michael Keaton. Yeah. But here's the thing about Akira, though. Um, where, where, what time does Taika Waititi have? 
to make yeah, that. Yeah, that too. <laughs> In between making his passion projects of like, you know, Jojo Rabbit and mm-hmm. huge Marvel movies, when is he going to make Akira? <laughs> That's what I want to know as well. There's going to definitely be a story saying Taika Waititi has left the project of yeah, Akira and Akira enough. is going right back down to the ninth circle of development hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue. All right. So I have Beetlejuice that couple years ago I heard that they're actually going to make, but no word so far about it. Um, there's 28 months later. That's really not a really popular movie, but it's mm-hmm. a zombie movie. Yeah. They made 28 days later, 28 weeks later. So I am a big fan of the series. Both are quality. So I've been waiting for 28 months later and nothing so far. I mean, no time like a pandemic. Yeah. You know, bring it <laughs> yeah. on where people are. Th- yeah. I mean, if you if you want to be relevant enough the times, we're living mm-hmm. in a virus right now. I mean, so. and it has a small following in you know, the 28 days later f- mm-hmm. um, films. I mean, not the average moviegoer, but, you yeah. know, like, but you know, the you, film th- fans. Those cult followings do mm-hmm. end up building these movies yes. to being hugely success- successful when they eventually, if they ever get made from developmental. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. And there's also World War Z 2. Yeah. That um, <laughs> Fincher was surprisingly attached to but yeah. i think he's gone no from yeah. the project uh, he, he's left it yeah there's masters of the universe if you watch that cartoon from back in the 80s mm-hmm. that's one that's been talked about for me to be made for years now yeah there's also the crow where which i thought was going to get a major push but still nothing mm-hmm. yeah and we mentioned gambit earlier so yeah 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 um so and, and i think here's this is what i want to to use as a last example so borat's sequel mm-hmm. was in development hell for a long time but mostly because sasha baron cohen said he didn't feel like there was a point to using the character in the time that it, it had um so he said he released he, he said they you know they pushed for borat to come out in 2020 because of trump they thought that they we you know we have to have this intense satirical character to kind of wake people up to how messed up it is that we can't trust the the head of the United States. <laughs> you know, like the, even just say what you will about politics and, and how you can't trust government or whatever, but the fact that you can't even have a semblance of trust in the office or mm-hmm. in the people or whatever, you know, Borat was a response to that. And I think that's the thing that needs to be key mm-hmm. when you come out of development hell. Is this something that will be responsive in a positive way? Or, you know, do we need this movie to escape development hell? Or <laughs> is it there for a reason? Because some of these movies, you know, didn't need to get made. Uh, no. And and as we say with Watchmen, that has led to the dark timeline of the Snyderverse, mm-hmm. which... Justice League, yeah. uh, that is coming out in, and it sh- I, I should not be saying that Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out in 2021 because it came out mm-hmm. four years ago. And that's another movie that was in development. It was this mythical Justice League movie. So I don't know how I, that movie is going to turn out. I honestly don't think that was in development. Hell. I think they just got pressured yeah. into just patching up something now. Yeah. Because I heard that's going to be four hours long. I'm like, what? <laughs> but it, it, this is it's just the same thing. Like, do we need some of these movies? No. Let's look at that. Let's look mm. at what is the audience. Uh, is it about a money-making thing? Can we make some money off of it? Sure. 
um, will it contribute anything to the the narrative of the film world? I think James Cameron's Avatar. I think the sequels to that going to push forward visual effects, no yeah. doubt. I think Deadpool did a lot for R-rated the, yeah, comic book it did movies a lot for the genre. For the genre of com- mm-hmm. it elevated because 2016 the comic book genre needed some elevation. Like mm-hmm. it, you know, the Marvel movies that they were kind of getting samey around then because you had Doctor Strange come out and it was like just Iron Man but with magic. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's very reductive, but it's about you know the same kind of formula. Comic book movies are coming formulaic. So Deadpool gave it this this little oomph to supercharge it and be this um mm, you know it showed that you know they don't have to be the same farmer right they can take risk and you stuff. can do so, different things yeah that's why i love deadpool yeah i mean i love him for that yeah so you know just because your movie is in development hell um maybe just be okay with that yeah. maybe not always like want Tom to and jerry Boy, you. I mean, I don't, I don't love it, but like you're, you're hating. <laughs> I mean, on I haven't watched it, but I yeah. mean, just looking at the trailer, I'm like, nope. The trailer was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah it was just like, why, why are you making this? <laughs> um, so yeah, sometimes when a movie's in development, tell it deserves to be there. It deserves to rot. But then um, there's ones that. There's there are me. ones that that just like they need Max. their shot. Yeah. yeah, I actually think Beetlejuice, if they had made that around like 2017, 2018 when Michael Keaton come off a of Birdman, mm-hmm. um, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming, he's in the, the McDonald's movie. Um, he's got this momentum behind him and, and stuff. I mean, he's going to be in the, the Flash movie. He's going to be playing Batman and that. So, uh, yeah, they could still make that. Genuinely, yeah, I think... That's another one that's in development, hell. <laughs> Which Flash. one? The Flash? Yeah. Yeah, and they just fired <laughs> Cyborg as well. Oh, Lord. The other day, so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, people. That has been Moving on to Refinance. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you didn't know anything about development, hell, you just got a crash course here, buddy. You mm-hmm. you should be paying us for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, we're giving you this 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 good education for free because Shauna and I just enjoy it so much. Uh, Shauna, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me again. This is that sweet jazz music back in your ears, people. We will be back. We don't know when. I don't. We don't. Yeah, we don't know when. We really people, don't know when. But we because, will be back. Let me tell you something. You know how much time Shana and I said we we're going to get together to do this and then either she have a cold or I have I have work or just something that my car breaks down, my <laughs> leg breaks, the house is on fire, you know, something happens. Or a pandemic. Or a pandemic, you know, one of those. Uh, but whenever we do get a chance to, we're always here to record. We love doing this. We love talking to you people. And uh, thank you very much for listening, Sean. Thanks for coming. Where can they find you, Sean? I don't know what your handle is these days. Don't, don't, don't do that. I don't know what it is. What is it? All right. So I'm Shauna WTF on Twitter. That's the one that I, oh, that's the one that I knew first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I am Damien Movies on Twitter. That's D-A-M-I Movies and Damien Michael Movies on Instagram. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher. Where, Stitcher, wherever podcasts can be found. <laughs> Uh, and Spotify is in Jamaica so I want to see if we can get oh, this podcast wait, on Spotify it's in now. Jamaica now? yeah the other day like earlier this week or whenever this podcast came out it was earlier than this podcast um, but yeah we're going to see if we can get a podcast on Spotify as well find some new listeners there <gasps> Sean is just blown her mind she looks like a kid on Christmas just open she just hey, saw you Spotify know, on phone. Spotify to reach her <laughs> Jesus alright well thank you all for listening all right, guys, we will see you next time bye bye Right, that was good.